Well, hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Reverend Cassandra Ray, the spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. We are an inclusive learning center of practical spirituality based in White Rock, South Surrey, British Columbia. And we practice and teach tools for transformation, authentic self-expression and conscious living. Mm. So wherever you are on your path, whether you're struggling or soaring, whether you're struggling and soaring in the same day <laughs> right now, I just want you to know that there's a place for you here. And as we begin our gathering today, I respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional unceded territory of the Coast Salish nations, including Kwikwetlem, Tsleil-Waututh, and Stalo nations. So now let us ground our time together in truth and spirit. I invite you to turn within and taking a breath. How good it is to gather together, to come together in this virtual space of connection that is an opportunity to experience the love of spirit, the truth of spirit, the power of our creative nature, and just recognizing that there is one infinite intelligence living as all life everywhere. In this moment, I accept I accept that source of love and power and wisdom. I accept it as my birthright. And as I do such, I know that it, it is the power of my word. And so I speak a word of ease and lightness for this time together, that there is a relaxing of the body, of the mind, of the heart that collectively this time serves as a way to take a deep breath. <sighs> to feel that love and connection of spirit and one another that fuels the heart and mind opening each one of us to that which wants to be known. I know that there is a divine purpose in each one of us, and I affirm that this time together serves as a catalyst, that healing takes place within this hour, and that each one of us get exactly what we need from this time together. And so I'm grateful for the way this time serves as an opening to receive the gifts of spirit to be a channel for love and prosperity, to be lifted up and grounded into truth and wisdom and love. And so knowing that this time is already fulfilled in the mind of God, I release these words into that perfect action of law, knowing that it is already done. And so I simply give myself to its perfect unfoldment, letting it be, and so it is. Well, 
I uh, want to let you know that today I'm going to be asking you six questions to reflect upon during this next week. And if you are able to um, grab some paper and pen and, and have it nearby, uh, that would probably uh, work out best. Or even if you grabbed your journal and, and wrote these questions down in your journal for the week. And if you've taken a class with me before, you will have heard me say this before that there are seeds of divine purpose planted within the fertile soil of your soul. So each seed has its own genius, a, a blueprint of its own becoming. And you are not given seeds of purpose that you can't fulfill. Your talents and gifts, your likes and dislikes, your dreams and desires are all part of the genius within you. This genius has its own guidance system, moving you in the direction of your own unique fulfillment. And following the seeds of purpose within you takes you into new territory. So there is no one else who is guided in the exact same way that you are. There are definitely people to help you along the way. That's part of their purpose. <laughs> but you must be the one to choose the path of your divine purpose. And following your own path is by its own nature, exciting and scary. You must leave behind the false security of following other people's expectations and exercise the courage to forge your own path. Well, this is not easy. Our society isn't set up to support this process, which is why you're here. Thank you for being here. And, you know, because forging your own path usually requires you to ignore the status quo, to trade in the acceptance of others for the acceptance of yourself, requires you to heal, to heal whatever holds you back. And it also requires you to listen to the mechanisms of divine guidance, which are your intuition, your body, your heart, and your soul. And so in addition, your mind is a tool to sharpen and use to cut through the BS to cut through the doubt, the confusion, and overwhelm. Your mind is a powerful creator. And when you focus it in the direction of your divine purpose, things will absolutely shift and change, both inside of you and all around you. Now, if you ignore 
the still small voice of purpose within you, then it will get louder and louder using whatever it can to get your attention and wake you up to yourself. And oftentimes an awakening brings you face to face with something painful and scary. And that's okay. There is a power within you that has the strength and ability to face whatever needs to be faced in your life. Sometimes this power is shrouded or concealed by unfelt feelings, rejected or denied parts of yourself, or simply mistaken beliefs about yourself or life. So we do this work of peeling back the layers in order to reveal the power, clarity, and love that is the very essence of your being. And, and my job, surprisingly enough, <laughs> is not to tell you what to believe or what to do. My job is to provide perspectives and practices that help you understand yourself, that help you tune in to that inner guidance. Perspectives and pers practices to help you heal and consciously use your creative power so that the seeds of purpose within you can come to full fruition. And so each week we gather to shine a light on our humanity and our divinity in order to experience a deeper embodiment of freedom, peace, joy, and purpose. This week, I was inspired by an email I received from a dear friend and colleague, Reverend Dr. Victoria Bomberry. She woke up in the middle of the night with a message that she was moved to email me. And in it, she gave me a winter blessing. And I wanna just, I'll read it to you now. As we enter this season of resting in darkness, readying to birth the light, I know you feel the love of living spirit all around you. Reverend Dr. Victoria Bomberry is actually going to be one of our guest speakers, I believe in February, 2021. So you'll definitely uh, wanna keep coming back. And I'm gonna just read her blessing to you just one more time. As we enter this season of resting in darkness, readying to birth the light, I know you feel the love of living spirit all around you. Now, immediately, my attention was drawn to this phrase, resting in darkness. And now is the time to ready that pen and paper that I pre-warned you about, because here's the first of six questions. What is your relationship with rest? What is your relationship with rest? So take some time to reflect upon and write about your relationship with rest. Do you get 
too little rest? Do you get too much rest? Or maybe just the right amount of rest? That's, that's your second question, right? The first question is, what's your relationship? And the second question is, is that too much or too little rest? So when I looked up rest on my dictionary app, because yes, I carry a dictionary with me wherever I go. (laughs) You won't believe this, but rest has 39 definitions. 39. Thankfully, I'm not going to read them all to you right now, but I am going to share with you three that I believe capture the essence of rest. So one, rest is to refresh oneself as by sleeping, lying down, or relaxing. So that first definition is refreshing yourself. Two, rest is to relieve weariness by cessation of exertion or labor. So essentially, that all boils down to pause. The second aspect of rest is to pause. You literally have to stop doing stuff. (laughs) You got to take a pause. And, And the third aspect of it is rest is to be at ease, to have tranquility or peace. So there's this intention of refreshing yourself, stopping your busyness, and being at ease. So part of how we prepare ourselves to birth the light, which is Reverend Victoria's way of of saying, you know, nurturing those seeds of purpose within you, right? It's the same thing, birthing the light and nurturing those seeds of purpose, same, same. So part of how we prepare ourselves to do that is to pause our efforts, relax and be at ease. In fact, rest is an essential part of how we prepare ourselves to fulfill our divine purpose. So question number three, when do you give yourself permission to rest? Question number four comes right after that with do you have to earn rest? So I'm going to say them again. Three is when do you give yourself permission to rest? And four, do you have to earn rest? So most of us link together productivity with rest. Like I must achieve a certain level of productivity before I can rest. In fact, we even say things like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Have you ever heard that before? Mm -hmm. Somehow we've accidentally equated busy with importance and productivity with worthiness. Like the busier I am, the more important I am. 
or the more productive I am, the worthier I am. Well, let's just call it out for what it is. Those are actually lies. They are not true. Because guess what? Your importance and your worthiness cannot be increased or decreased. Why is that? Because your worthiness is infinite. Your worthiness can't even be counted. In fact, we can't even fully understand it, but we can accept it. You can accept your worthiness. So today, I'm asking you to embrace rest as your birthright. Rest is required by your body, mind, heart, and soul. You were built with an essential need for sleep and rest. In fact, if you adopt the I'll sleep when I'm dead mentality, you will actually get there sooner. <laughs> this week, begin to notice when your mind and body need rest and relaxation. There's physical fatigue and mental fatigue. So even if you stop physically, be sure to give yourself a mental break as well. Sometimes we just tune out or check out and we count that as rest, but it's actually not. Rest has this rejuvenating factor to it. So be sure to give yourself that mental break that allows rest to be nourishing and fulfilling. Here's your fifth question. What did you learn about rest growing up? What did you learn about rest growing up? These lessons from your formative years can operate unconsciously. So unless you stop to think about it, you might have beliefs inside of you that impact what you do, how much you rest, or how you feel about rest. For example, when I was a child, my mother worked the night shift and she slept during the day. And I remember how important her sleep was, especially during the summer months when my sisters and I were home during her sleep hours. We were strictly forbidden to wake her up for any reason at all, unless the house was on fire, someone needed to go to the hospital, or the police were at the door. <laughs> Like, literally, those are the only reasons we could wake her up. And so one of the lessons that I learned was that my mom's sleep was more important than how I felt or what I needed or wanted. So I took this to mean that I wasn't valuable or worthy of time, attention, and care. And as you can imagine, that was a damaging lesson to learn. 
And still to this day, I sometimes catch myself in that belief. But now I know that how I feel is important, that I am worthy of time, attention, and care. As a little girl, I needed my mom's nurturing. As an adult, I give the little girl in me all the nurturing she needs. And I surround myself with people who are available to give me the time, attention, and care I need. So what did you learn about rest growing up? You might be surprised at how much these young lessons still impact you today, but with your conscious awareness, you can change your relationship with rest, which leads us to our last question of today. Question number six, what do you want your relationship with rest to be like now? What do you want your relationship with rest to be like now? Take the time to write out what you want it to look like, how you want it to feel and how much rest you wanna have. Do some experiments with optimal rest and begin to listen to the cues from your body so that you can get in touch with how much rest you actually need. Your optimal amount of rest changes and evolves. So the best way to understand how much rest you need is to understand how your body tells you what it needs. And lastly, did you know that rest is a spiritual practice? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it is. In fact, it is one of the five key elements of affirmative prayer. So we practice a, a very specialized, powerful kind of prayer. And we call it affirmative prayer. Sometimes we call it treatment. And Dr. Ernest Holmes wrote in The Science of Mind, I am unified with universal law, creating, delivering, perfecting. I rest in mind, rejoicing that I have only to accept the perfect results of this natural law. I give myself completely to this perfect law and am at peace. I am serene because I know that I am in the care of perfection in action. That was on page 251, for those of you who might wanna look it up in the Science of Mind book. So in other words, what you do is just as important as how you do it. You see, we believe there is one mind and we live in it. It's a universal principle or law which accepts our thought and then acts upon it. So believing that this law is working on our behalf, then we can work with less stress and more joy, with less worry and more creativity, with less forcing 
and more allowing. So the genius of the divine within you is guiding you. Please incorporate rest into your everyday life so that you are even better prepared to bring your divine purpose to full fruition. And as Reverend Dr. Victoria Bomberry said to me, I now say to you, as we enter this season of resting in darkness, readying to birth the light, I know you feel the love of living spirit all around you. You are deeply loved and cherished by the universe itself. May you feel this love, know this love, and share this love in your everyday life. And so it is.